0: So for those of you that don't know me, I'm Troy Tudor. I'm the executive pastor here at First Baptist Church, and it's my pleasure to bring the message this morning. And for, for those of you that might be newer, you probably don't know this, but on staff, I hold the record for the longest sermon. <laughs> so here's the deal. If I think you're getting it, we'll be out of here on time. If I don't think you're getting it, I'm just going to keep going. So anyways, today I'm going to talk to you about a topic, uh, uh, a legacy, uh, two aspects of a legacy, uh, one that we have and one that we can leave. And uh, when I was uh, thinking about this, one story kept popping into my mind. I have a a lot of good legacies left to me by those who came before me. One is with my mother. Now, she loved the Lord, and she left that as a legacy to me. But one, one of the things about my mother is she was super sentimental about things. And so she—and I'm a little bit like that. I can be. And I blame it on her. But— uh, <laughs> she would hang on to things. And uh, so she had a lot of stuff. And so when she was getting up in years and close to the time of her passing, she began to divvy out these things of her life that were important to her and that had significance and value and meaning to her. And some of those things were pretty cool. You know, there was a a native American necklace that was my great grandmother's on my grandmother's grandfather's side. Uh, you know, very, very cool thing. And, um, just different things, jewelry for each of the girls, that kind of stuff. And so uh, you know, I do a little cast iron cooking, so my mom gave me some of the cast iron. It was her grand great grandmother's and things like that, which were very cool. And then we're, we're in the middle of some of that, and she holds up a tablespoon and she says, "Troy, this was your great great grandmother's. You want it?" And let me just tell you something: my great great grandmother wasn't wealthy. It wasn't like a silver spoon. It wasn't even silver plated spoon. It was just a spoon, right? Like you could find at any thrift store in America, right? And it it had value to my mother because of the connection to her great grandmother, but it had no value to me because I had no connection to that person, right? She's just somebody that I've heard about, but I have no understanding of and no connection to. And so... Uh, you know when you put that into this perspective of legacy, legacy is about those that you are leaving behind and those that you have a relationship with and those that you have contact with right and so I, I want to talk to you today about what you 're leaving behind right what are you leaving behind and uh you know um, When we start studying this, what I want to start on is what's been left behind for us. And I'm not talking about the things that came down from our ancestors. Like, I have some cool uh, legacy. You know, I'm a descendant of Owen Tudor. Uh, And there's another Tudor that's a descendant of Owen Tudor. Not so very famous, but not so good, right? So there's some good things about my legacy of being a Tudor and some not so good things about my legacy of being a Tudor, especially if you're my wife, right? Could be a problem. (laughs) Henry VIII right And so anyways, anyways, we, we've been given a legacy that has real worth and value, and I want to talk to you first about that. And it, it's outlined for us in Ephesians chapter one verses one uh, verse, excuse me, Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, and, and the first part of verse eight there. And it says this. It says, "In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished." Upon us. So as believers, we've been left behind something by the Lord Jesus Christ on our behalf. His grace and His mercy that has been bestowed upon our life. It is a legacy that has a lot of worth and value, but it is also a legacy that sometimes we take for granted. You know, a lot of people get left things, uh, you know, inherit things uh, that, they, uh, that they take for granted. Look at some of the folks who receive great wealth from the predecessors before them and how that has little value or meaning to them, and they just waste it, and they go through it, and they, they use it up, and then uh, everything that was given to them, the benefit of it, is lost. Right. But this is not one of those things that we can lose. This is a legacy that God has given us of his grace that is without end and without measure and without the ability for us to ever use it up and ever to be without it in our future. The legacy of God's grace is just an amazing thing for the believer. And we want to make sure that we pause and take time to understand the depth of of God's grace. And the legacy that we have. And I'm going to just tell you the grace of God for his people. It knows no bounds and it has no limits. It, it knows no bounds and it has no limits. You know, God's grace is not going to run out. It doesn't have an expiration. It's not going to waste away. It's not going to be a short term thing in the life of a believer. It is an ever, everlasting love that God has loved with us, us with. And it is his grace that he's bestowed upon us that is without measure, without end. You know, uh, to understand the depth of God's grace and the legacy that he has left us with that grace, we only have to do one thing, and that is to look to the cross to understand the depth of of the love and of the grace that God has for us. We only have to look back to the cross to understand that. To know and understand this truth, we need to look nowhere else than the cross of Christ, by which we have redemption through his blood. And the verse here says... Through his blood, we have redemption, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the richness of his grace. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to understand just how deep this grace is because we don't understand just how deep our problem of sin is. You know, a lot of us think we're pretty good people. You know, I'm a pretty good guy. I, I'm a member of a church. I, I work with some nonprofits. I give to the poor. I haven't beat my wife. I, you know, and you list these things, whatever they are for you. But the reality is you're looking at that through the wrong lens. When you look at your life through your lens of yourself, you're always going to have a tainted view, but you must look at it through the lens of a holy God, right? And when we look at our life through the lens of the reality of a holy, majestic, holy, holy, holy God, It clears the picture for us to just how deep God's grace is in our life that he would have anything to do with me and that he would have anything to do with you. We are a sinful people in need of a savior. And so God's grace viewed through the cross gives us the understanding of the depth of just what that is about. So again, before we can understand Uh, the cross and what it meant. We must understand our condition as fallen men. We have no ability uh, as we are to approach God on any level. We have no ability to do anything, to take care of the situation, the problem that we have that separates us from God. It is only through his grace that we have access to him, that we have restored relationship with him. And God's grace is, again, a legacy left behind for you and I that has so much worth and value because it means everything to our eternity. Right? This is not something that is cheap and can be replaced, or there's a substitute for, or there's a second version of, or there is an alternative methodology God's grace is the only effectual thing that can work in your life and deal with your sin and restore your relationship to him, nothing else. And so it's a great legacy that Jesus Christ has passed on to us. Here's the reality. We all enter this world as slaves to the sin, slaves to sin and and to death. And we need to understand that the price of our forgiveness is was the very blood of Christ. There was nothing else. And when you, when you think about the fact that there was nothing else but the blood of Christ that could be applied to our account and on our behalf, it gives you a deeper understanding of just how great the grace of God is in your life. Amen. Right? How great that is. That it took the blood of Jesus Christ to deal with that. It is for His blood that frees us. uh, It is His blood that frees us from death for life eternally. It is His blood, nothing else. So let me just point this out to you. You know it, but I want you to think about it. Christ did not come to earth to tell us how to make ourselves Christians. Right? He did not come to tell us what we must do to save ourselves. Right? He didn't. He came to do what we could not do, and that is to save us. That is an expression of his grace in our life. He acted on our behalf, offering the forgiveness that is free to us, but costly to God. When you think about that, it helps you understand the depth of his grace, too. You think about uh, this, that the cost... To us, it's free, right? We don't do anything to earn our salvation. We don't do anything to earn the grace that God has given us. It is unmerited on our part. We have done nothing. But it had a great cost to God. It cost him his son. For God so loved that he gave, right? And so a great cost. So the grace that God bestows in your life has significant value because it is attached to the person of Jesus Christ. And it has great worth and value. And so, think about this. We dare not think that God simply decided to overlook our sin. Rather, Christ's death on the cross absorbed the judgment that you and I deserve. You know, we like to think that, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not that big of a sinner. Some people actually think they're really good, right? That they don't even need a Savior. But the reality is They're looking at it through the wrong lens. And when you again go back to looking at that through the holy God, you really come to grips with the fact that you need a savior. And you come to grips with the truth that God's grace is amazing. And so we have a great legacy that God has given us. So God's holiness requires sin's penalty to be paid and his son provided that payment. So here's the reality of all that. The grace of God for his people is a legacy given to every follower of Christ, a legacy of grace. He left something behind for us that has value, that has worth, that has significance, that changes lives. That restores a relationship that empowers us to be in the presence of God again that we lost. It is an amazing legacy. It has value. It has worth. It has significance. There's nothing better than that. The world will offer you all kinds of things. And the world will uh, teach you to amass all kinds of things to pass on to your kids, right? How many of you have a lot of money to save on your kids? My kids will get nothing. I'm spending all of it. (laughs) Right? If they can't make it, that's on them. Now the reality is, you know, some people spend their lifetime amassing things that they leave behind. And I'm going to tell you something in a short period of time, nobody will remember any of that. Because it has no real value and no real worth and no real significance. You might make their life better for a short time with what you leave behind. But I'm talking about making their life better for eternity. We all have people we come in contact with. We may not all have impact on grandkids and children. Maybe we didn't have any. But we all have an impact on people that we come in contact with. And we can leave something behind for those who come after us. And as believers, we're charged to do that. We are commanded to do that. It is our mission statement. To leave a legacy of grace, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to those that we come in contact with. And so we have this grand legacy that God has left for us. God's grace... Let me just explain to you the volume of it that you get. Look on the, back in our verse, and you don't have to pull it up. I'll just read it. It says that in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavishes on us. See, God's not holding anything back from us in the area of grace. He is richly lavishing, pouring it out, dumping on us his grace in abundance uh, to meet every necessary need of our life and of our eternity. God is lavishing us with his grace. God's grace is torrential. It is overwhelming. He has poured it out on each and every one of his children, holding nothing back. He didn't even hold back his son. That's the level of God's grace for you. And here's another reality to take hold of. He will continue to pour his grace out on you for all of eternity. That is an amazing thing for us to think about. That's what God said to us on the grandest scale imaginable. He is, isn't saying there's no payment to be made. He's saying I've already made the payment. Right? God's grace is beyond all limits, exceeding further than the eye can see or the heart can grasp. The Bible tells it to us this way I hath not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for them that diligently seek Him beyond imagination God's grace you know the song I can only imagine I love that song right because I can only imagine God's grace is an amazing thing it's a legacy for us for every believer that he's bestowed upon us so although you look back on your uh, week you will know that you are sinful you can also know this you cannot sin as much as God can forgive And you can be confident that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Yes, we're sinners. Man, I'm a bad sinner. But God's grace is sufficient in my life. Now I'm going to flip gears and talk about what you're leaving behind. Is the example of the grace of God in your life a part of the legacy that you will leave behind? Is the example of God's grace in your life a legacy that you will leave to those who come after you? Again, you can leave all kinds of things to your children and your grandchildren. You can leave gems and jewelry and gold and silver and cash and estates. But I'm going to tell you something. All that stuff will not impact their eternity one bit. Or you can leave a legacy of the gospel of Christ lived out in your life in a way that impacts them so that they understand clearly the grace of God and what it's about and how it can benefit them and how they can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and how their eternity can be changed. I'm thankful for the legacy that was left to me. that is being left to me because it leads me to Christ. You know what? We don't have the ability. It's God who saves, but it is also God who uses us in the work of salvation. What kind of legacy are we leaving? Let me ask you these questions. Do you understand that the legacy of the grace of God is the only thing, the only thing that you can leave behind? That has any real worth or value. The only thing. If in your mind you've substituted something else and that's where your focus and your attention and your life has been spent. It's not too late to change that situation. It's not too late to say I'm going to put things in the proper perspective and I'm going to place an emphasis on what's important. And I'm going to leave a legacy that I love Jesus Christ when I leave this earth. The world is filled with junk and that has no value. It's filled with mindsets that have no worth. Only what God has done for us has any value or worth, and only that will impact us. And only that has anything to do with a legacy worthwhile. I think about wasted time in my life when I was amassing and building things that had no value. And they're not even around anymore in my lifetime, let alone in the lifetime of someone else. It's time to reprioritize as, as Christians, as believers, this, this world needs Jesus. What are we giving them? What are we focusing on? What do we care about? Where's the emphasis of our life? And our legacy that we're building. You see, we're all building a legacy. You've already built part of it. You're already known for something. You're already leaving behind something. There's already something that, you've passed, that you will be passing on if you left here today. The question is, what's its worth? What's its significance? Here's another point I want to point out to you as we get ready to close. You can't leave behind something you don't have. You can't leave behind something you don't have. There's a lot of people sitting in churches today that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And some of them have sat in churches for decades. And they've played a game. They've put on a show. They've never surrendered their life to Christ. They've never taken up their cross and followed him. They've never made him Lord of their life. They've never demonstrated a living, breathing faith in the way that they live their life. They think that doing religious things somehow will square the record with God for their sinful condition instead of relying upon the grace of God bestowed upon them through the cross of Christ. Wrong focus, wrong legacy, emptiness. Nothing there. Nothing to pass on. Shallow religion. I hate when people say you're a religious guy. Makes my skin crawl. I want people to say you're a follower of Christ. Religion has no value. Relationship is where the value is. So I want to challenge you today. It's never too late. See, that's the thing about the grace of God. It is never too late to experience the grace of God while you breathe. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. And if you haven't accepted Christ as your savior, if you haven't said, you know what, I'm going to put my faith where it belongs in the work of Christ on my behalf. And I'm going to take the grace that God's given me. And I'm going to live in that grace. And I'm going to walk in that grace. And I'm going to share that grace. Then today's a good day to do that. You see, as believers, we have, I mean, believers have the opportunity to share. And those who are not believers have the opportunity to become believers at any time. See, God's grace is a legacy that is not just for uh, when we're gone. It's for now. We get to experience it today. We are experiencing the grace of God in our lives today that we're even here. Right? So I want to challenge you. If you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, don't go another day. Start building something that has worth and value that you can pass on to those around you that you love and that you care about. And if you already have accepted Christ, I ask you, then what are you doing with your legacy? You know... We go see financial planners and we plan and we, you know, how do we keep from paying too many taxes for our, our folks that inherit what we're leaving behind and we plan and we strategize and we put all this energy and all this effort into the physical things of this world that will, uh, again, uh, come to nothing and have no real lasting value. How much energy, how much effort are we as individuals putting into the legacy that has eternal value? So my challenge to you today... Is that you will put some emphasis? Look, we don't have a lot of time left. There's not a lot of legacy-building time left in this life. This life is short. This life is a vapor, the Bible tells us. And so, it's a now or never kind of thing to get going on building that legacy. As a church, we have an opportunity to leave a legacy in this community. Are we going to leave a legacy that we have a nice building? Are we going to leave a legacy that we have great events? Or are we going to leave a legacy of we impacted our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's why we're here. That's why we pay the light bill and the salaries and the building and do the events and have the things that we do. It's not for the sake of going through the motions. It's to leave a legacy of being faithful To follow the Lord Jesus Christ. As he's commanded us as a church body. That's why we go through the motions. We're doing something that has worth and value. To future generations. So as we bow in prayer. I want to ask you this one last thing. Don't forget about those who will follow you. Love them enough to leave a lasting legacy. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we are so grateful for the legacy you have left us. God, you gave us your son. You gave us your grace. You gave us your love. It is a legacy that we do not deserve and that we cannot comprehend. Father, I am thankful for it. I pray you help each and every believer to value it, to, to, to understand how precious it is. So Lord, to wrap their heart and mind around what you've done for them. And then, Lord, to share that with others who need it so desperately. So, Lord, we ask now as we uh, have our time of invitation, that you speak to our hearts and we ask this in your name. Amen.